Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of Magical Networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, mindset Mondays to support your mental health, new practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone, and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping, and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the AccuSprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch-up packages, guys. Catch-up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because, honestly, I never, since the beginning, have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash AccuSprout or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane has you covered. Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team. Or if you're ready to get started, head on over to accusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code accusprout1mo at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. And I'm the host of AccuSprout, the podcast where I tend to the business of medicine so new acupuncturists can more seamlessly get to the practice of their dreams. Today's episode is a Mindset Monday episode, part of a series that I do to help you get more clear on yourself so that your outer life 
including your career, is as bright and as amazing as you are. In today's episode, we're going to just go over a recap of what we talked about in the last episode because they do build on each other. And then we're going to get to creating a mission statement, which is the hook. It's, I'm going to tell you why it's so important. It's the hook. It's the thing that will draw your patients to you more easily than any other thing when they pull up your website. So we're going to take a look at your mission statement, and then we're just going to go over a quick list of highlights at the end that are things that you want to include in your mission statement just to make, make it more seamless, more about you and your patients so that they can find you. So without further ado, let's get to it. I think we all tend to get a little caught up in jumping to the next thing. So you graduate, you take your boards, there's this progression and not only this progression, but there's a little bit of a pressure, I think, when you graduate to keep up, to do the things, to get through it. And we're really, really all on our own timeline and it's easy to get swept up into, well, the next thing that I have to do, the next thing that I have to do without really stopping and taking a review on what it is that we really want. I think when you graduate from school, you've gone through this whole process. And I'm going to take this to the AccuSprout analogy. You tilled the soil and went through all the muck. Who you were when you started is definitely not the person who just graduated or who just took your boards or who even right now during a pandemic, I'm not the same person that I was in March. I promise you that. Not even close. And my values have changed so much. In other words, what's important to me and what is guiding my life is completely different than it was in March. And honestly, in March, I didn't even have a very clear idea of what was guiding me, which is why I'm so passionate about helping you kind of get through these steps. Because I think that by helping you, it's going to maybe accelerate or I don't even mean, we don't have to do it fast. There's no reason to do it fast, but it's maybe just going to help you be more clear because you have a program or a plan that we're going to kind of work through to get you more clear. And if you're already clear, great. Maybe this will show you where you can be even more clear, give you some more skills of where you can show that in your next phase of building your practice or going to work with other people or whatever it is that you're going to do. I think some of us really freeze when we get out of school. And, you know, it's so normal because we have been in this institution where we're just jumping through hoops continually. Our choices were just so diminished. I felt like sometimes the only thing I really got to choose is what I was going to eat for lunch. And actually that was sometimes mandated purely by time. And so you come out and you have so many choices to make. It is so overwhelming. I felt like, I mean, I wish that I had written everything out and I'm going to do this for you guys eventually too. But I mean, I sat down and wrote out every insurance company and then researched every single insurance company and what was good and bad and where I was going to get in trouble later. And then I researched electronic health records and that took forever. You just, it takes so long and there are so many choices to make. And I felt frozen with all of these choices that I didn't even know where to start after a while. And I think that probably the fact that we were kind of institutionalized in a way or for a couple of years, and then we come out and we have so many life choices to make that it just feels so overwhelming. It's really super important to stop and take stock of ourselves, especially during and after major life transitions. And our values change in different phases of our lives too. I went into school 
Well, we all did. I went into school and somehow I went through a major life transition. I'm currently 49. That's a big deal. And so my values have changed based on that too. I'm looking more towards, wow, how am I going to retire at an age where I can still move? And a lot of you guys had kids or are having kids. So it's really just your choices are based on what your current values are. We went through that in the last episode. We talked all about values and I gave you an exercise on how to perceive or get clear on what it was that you valued in life and in your life experiences. Hopefully you have a little handful of those and you've been thinking about this because we're going to take this into our next step of creating a mission statement and your values. So I just want to talk about values again for a few minutes. You need to know that you can carry some values, your core values into your practice. In other words, if family is something that you value, families love to go see doctors who say they're family practitioners and that they're going to relate to you so much better. If you're an athlete and you want to do orthopedic acupuncture, that's part of your values. This has kind of been my thing in the past, which I'm sort of also retiring, but I loved moving and I loved competing and I loved sports. And my clients in the past were all competitive level athletes. And it's what I truly enjoyed. My massage practice launched so easily. I want to share something with you. And this is an experience that I had at the very beginning of my massage career 20 plus years ago. First of all, I have my undergrad degree that I got young, right out of high school, which was a degree in exercise science and business. And I, I, I didn't want to be a personal trainer. And corporate wellness programming at the time had been something that um, insurance companies were saying they were going to pay for, which is why I went to school because I was like, great, I'm going to open up this corporate wellness program, get hired by a big company. And it didn't happen because of tax cuts and Bush. Anyway, I didn't want to be a personal trainer. I absolutely didn't. But I decided to go to massage school. And I went to massage school. And when I was in massage school, I have no idea why, but I, and I think I was like 25, became purely fascinated with doulas. If you don't know what a doula is, a doula is a woman who provides support for a woman prior to, it depends on what kind of doula you are, but it can be prior to, during, or after childbirth. And I wanted to be a childbirth doula with massage therapy skills. And so while I was in massage school, I took this doula training and then I got out of school and I tried to market myself as a doula. Let me back up a second. I'm 25. I have no children. I'm not married. (laughs) I don't have any friends who have children. I don't know anybody in this town who has children or is pregnant or anything. So I think that I'm just going to go out. And I did. I, I, I don't know why I thought I was going to be rocking this, but I went to the hospitals. I tried to get in touch with midwives. At the time, it wasn't a thing. There were not birth centers. There were not like independent fertility clinics. There, you know, those were so, this was 25 years ago, pretty obscure, not really a big thing then, but I was still trying to connect. There were two midwives in the entire town. And of course, they wouldn't return my phone calls. And then I decided I was going to go to the late Jane league meetings, which is women who talk about breastfeeding. And that's a very important thing to them. And I thought, cool, I'll meet these people and just keep, I just kept working at it and working at it and pushing on doors and knocking on doors and trying to 
introduce myself to people and it was dead silence. Like <laughs> there was, there was no response whatsoever. And I was getting rather frustrated and I thought, well, okay, I'll just, I'll just go back to my roots. I'll, I'll just go back to the sports thing. I'll just go back to health and fitness and I'll target athletes because I keep pushing on this door and it's just not opening. So I can tell you the, the wisdom that came from that is, and I use it now, especially now when I'm also marketing this business, if you knock on a door or push on a door, in other words, if you're trying to contact somebody and they're ignoring you, or you're trying to make something happen with another business or whatever it is, if you push on it a couple times and nothing happens, just walk away. It usually means either no or not right now. And so I always keep that in my mind because it keeps you from taking that personally. And it's, it's never as personal. I mean, maybe it is, but typically it's not. And so it's either a no or a not right now. And you can just remember it and come back to it in six months or a year and try again later if it's important to you then. But it's much better to keep turning stones over than it is to keep pushing on a locked door. It's just, it's just so much better. And many things will come about if you do that. So anyway, the doula thing wasn't working. So I decided that I was going to shift and I was going to target athletes. And so I contacted the YMCA, the, the lead person that puts on all the races. And I told him that I wanted to come do massage. And he said, great. And I said, but I'm charging money. And he was like, great, which I love him for. And so I started setting up at the more competitive races because competitive athletes will pay you money to continue doing what they love. And typically competitive athletes are willing to spend money on their gear. They're also willing to spend money on their bodies. So I targeted competitive level races like marathons, half marathons, mountain bike races. I got in contact with, at the time it was called Wild Rockies Mountain Bike Series. This was in Idaho and they had seven or eight races throughout the summer, throughout Idaho. Contacted them. They said, yep, we would love to have you. I traveled in Boise. Every, I think this is the case. Do not hold me to it, but I'm pretty sure every bike shop that has a cycling club affiliated to it has to put on a race, one race a year. This was either historically so, or maybe it still is. So then I contacted every single race. Well, I got a list of all the races, the road bike races, and I contacted every person that put those on and asked if I could show up at those races and charge money too. So I did this for an entire summer. I booked out my entire summer. All of my weekends were booked out. I bought a vendor tent. I had a sign-up sheet. I had releases. I charge a dollar a minute cash only because you don't have time. I had all of everything streamlined and I set up. And so I made money while I was marketing and these people fell in love with what I did. And so within six weeks, I was completely covering my personal overhead and I was also covering my business overhead, obviously, if I'm covering my own personal overhead, I'm part of that. And probably by the end of summer, after three months, I was booked, fully booked. And after that summer, I didn't have to do much in the terms of marketing ever again. I would still show up at races because my athletes were at races. And then I got hired to do things at races. And then I got hired to travel. I got picked up by USA Women's Cycling 
as a, as a soignee and traveled with professional cyclists. I was hired by groups of mountain bikers to shuttle and camp with them for seven days straight and then do massage when they came back into camp so that they could recover and get back out and do it again. I had a great time, but it, it only happened when I became inspired in my own personal life. I started racing at this time too, and I started riding consistently and I fell in love with the community and the community fell in love with me. It was inspired. Being a doula was not inspired. It was exciting. It was fun, but I didn't really have that connection. I have been a doula since then, but never as a full-time career, always as just helping friends. That takes me back to why it's important to kind of get clear on what inspires you and what your values are so that you can tap into that so that you can attract your best patient, the people that you so enjoy having in your space. So next we're going to shift from our values because that gave you a pretty clear p- picture of kind of what you want in your life. And maybe it even helped you create a vision of who it is exactly that you want to treat, which I hope it did. We didn't really go into that. And we will later. This is kind of like painting. We're just going to go in layers and then come back and tidy things up as we go. But getting clear on your values kind of should have given you a perspective of like who it is that you really, really want to help. Where do you feel? I love the word inspired because that's what really moves people. Motivation doesn't move people. Motivation is a force that helps people move. Inspiration is what drives you forward, which pulls you in the direction of what your heart just really wants. I'm totally inspired right now to help new practitioners. Completely inspired. I wouldn't be putting myself out here if I didn't actually really, really care. So where, where are we inspired? What inspires you about treating patients? We're going to take a look at that. Now, a mission statement basically says three things. It says what we do, for whom, and what is the benefit. In other words, what we do, I tend to the business of medicine. That's what I do. For whom? I tend to the business of medicine. For new acupuncturists. And what is the benefit? Well, I tend to the business of medicine for new acupuncturists so that you can more seamlessly get to the practice of your dreams. Because when I first started was really painful and really challenging. And I had a lot of questions with not a lot of answers. And I want you guys to get from point A to point B more easily, more seamlessly, more happily, more just go like (laughs) without all the bumps and pain and everything. That is my mission statement. But look how I did that. I pulled that into this podcast. I tend to the business of medicine so that new acupuncturists can more seamlessly get to the practice of their dreams. What this might look like for you is say you're going to treat fertility. What do you do? I provide natural medicine for whom? For couples challenged with fertility, whatever. I mean, you can figure out a more positive, happy way to say it, but for couples who are striving to get pregnant and what is the benefit in a less stressful manner, right? Or or whatever, whatever it is for you, however you want to say it. But once again, your mission statement. Pay attention if you're if you're multitasking. I'm going to say it again. Your mission statement is what we do, for whom, and what is the benefit. Now, this is a huge tip right here. This is really important, so listen up. On your website, this should be 
in a banner. This should be the first thing that patients see. And here's why. You have three seconds, maybe five, when somebody pops onto your website. They want to know that you are the person that they're looking for. They want to know that they are the person that belongs with you. Say that you're working with athletes, what we do. We work with, we provide acupuncture for elite athletes, elite competitive level athletes, so that they can perform at high levels throughout the season, throughout their cycling season. If I'm a cyclist and I pop onto this website and I see that, I'm like, dang, this person's going to totally know me because they see cyclists. They know exactly my pain. They know that my psoas gets shortened. They know that my neck is always in pain. They know that I race every single weekend and that I need to have my legs flushed out and things recovered. And they know that I don't eat enough and they know that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's exactly, it's so beneficial to actually niche down a little bit and put it in your mission statement, put it in a banner at the top of your website. So it is the first thing that they see. A couple more things before I let you guys go. You should have a checklist. Here's your little checklist of little things, little nuances that should belong in your mission statement. First of all, make it original. Make it you. Say it like you would say it. Do not, do not try to be what you're not. Just be you. Be you. Because you're the one that they're going to come see. Really. Be you. Second of all, you want to make it sustainable over time. This is called evergreen in marketing on the internet. They, they love to make up words. So evergreen, meaning it's going to stand the true test of time. Unless you're going to change it all the time, which this is completely confusing because basically you're branding. You want to keep it. Make it evergreen. Make it foundational. Something that will sustain over time. Third, make it short and concise. What we do, for whom, and what is the benefit. You do not have to make it super wordy. Lastly, create three to four versions of this and then ask people. Ask your friends. Ask people who are going to tell you the truth. You can even email it to me if you want to. I would love to take a look at it. That's hello at accusprout.com. Three to four versions of this. And that's going to go up on your website and pretty much everywhere. This is what you're going to say in your head. I treat so-and-so. This is what I do for whom. And this is why or the benefit. Love it. You guys have this. You've got it. So quick recap, get your values in order. That was last episode. That was episode 006 slash two. So that's where you want to start. Once you have your values, then create the mission statement. And then lastly, you want to make it original, make it evergreen, make it short and concise, and you can email it to me. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode. Here's your call to action. Remember, anytime you write something, anytime you do something, you want to do a call to action. Usually, if it's on your website, you want to get them to sign up for an email list or give them something. But anyway, your call to action today is just do me a favor. Tell somebody that you know about this podcast. Share it. That would be amazing so that I can help more people. All right. Take care. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it. <laughs>